0: Welcome in, Who Ballers, to another edition of your Box or Breakdown. As always, it's your boy, David Bracey. I'm here with my right-hand man. My right-hand man, I can't even talk. It's a Sunday. It's a big Sunday. And I got a big guest, Brad Hard. How are you, my man?
1: I'm doing great. It's the night before the start of the playoffs for the NBA, and I couldn't be you know, even more ecstatic for, you know, this playoff bubble coming up. Uh, so many great matchups that we're going to talk about today. Rubbing my hands right now, just like Birdman.
0: Oh, well, go ahead and hit a bird call for him then. Uh was the night before playoffs and all through the house. I am very, very excited to see what this is all about. So we're going to break it down for you today and go through uh, a little bit of uh, a little bit of playoff matchups here. Kind of rank them in order of most to least interesting. Again, this this show is very heavily opinionated, as I'm sure all of you know, because I have a lot of opinions. Most of them are correct, so feel free to feel free to pick them up and call them your own if you like. Uh, before we dive on into that, I do want to open it up here with since the bubble's closing up, we want to just give a quick shout out to. Our bubble uh, our bubble award winner, so the MVP of the bubble was, of course, Damian Lillard. Good God. I mean, if you didn't catch the highlights, there's plenty of them floating around right now. That man was on fire. And, of, co- of course, the coach of the bubble was uh, Phoenix's Monty Williams. No surprise there that Monty Williams got the coach uh, coaching accolade. But a big surprise was Phoenix going 8-0 in the bubble. Very, very impressive. Uh, looks like there's bright things on the horizon, pun intended. So more to come from Phoenix uh, in the offseason as well as next NBA season. And then, of course, we do have our two all-NBA bubble teams. The first team, Damian Lillard, Devin Booker, T.J. Warren, Luka Doncic, and James Harden. The second team, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Kawhi Leonard, Kristaps Porzingis, Karis LeVert, and newcomer Michael Porter Jr. Mr. Brad, what do you think about the uh, the bubble award winners?
1: I think it was all well-deserved. Everyone they got, I think they got it right. Uh, especially, I, I like to see Michael Porter uh, on that list, uh, being a young guy and obviously not playing for a lot of the regular season before the uh, for before the restart. And he got his minutes here and there, but to showcase what he can do and put it all together with, you know, Denver rounding in the form and playoff form, it was great to see. As well as us giving TJ Warren his flowers. Uh, I, I know he doesn't win. Typical NBA regular season awards, so it was good that we gave him his flowers during this time. It would have been, uh but obviously the MVP Dame getting the Trailblazers into the playoffs, and as well as Monty Williams leading the Suns to an eight and zero start. So I, th- I think it was just really, really great that the NBA took time to recognize the people's performance here in the bubble with all eyes on it and. It- you know, the tape doesn't lie, so we are rewarding uh, those who put up good tape and good on a put, good put performance, and I know that the meme of Spongebob everyone's laughing about is, what do the Suns win uh, after going 8-0? Nothing! Now get out! The NBA has their money. We, thoroughly <laughs> we are thoroughly entertained, but we're ready for the playoffs now.
0: Absolutely, we definitely are, and yeah, it's really too bad for the Phoenix Suns. Uh, but they really did their thing out there, and uh, you know, I think that um, maybe unfairly so, the the bubble was not counted towards all NBA uh, awards as far as voting goes. And I think maybe if it would have been, Devin Booker would have edged out uh, Ben Simmons there on that on that last All NBA team. So there's a lot that could have, should have, would have there, but uh, you really got to love what Phoenix did, and you got to give them credit uh, for showing up and balling. Um, and speaking of balling, right now would be a great time to tell you guys about. Our promotional sponsor, my bookie. Say it with me sports are back, baby. They've been back, and now playoffs are here. Oh my God, it feels so good. But if basketball isn't your thing, don't worry. My bookie's got you covered on all of the courts, the fields, the sports, everything, et cetera. Top to bottom, my bookie is your home run, your slam dunk, your triple overtime, game winning shot, all wrapped up into one. Woo! I love it. You love it. And really, that's all you need to hear, okay? Have you heard enough? No perfect, because I got more for you. My bookie has up-to-the-minute odds on all your favorite teams. And with the NBA playoffs right around the corner, I'm talking about 24 hours from playoff, grid, iron, right, basketball, baby. Yes, you love it. There's no better time to start betting. So go ahead and start betting, start playing, and start making yourself some money. Let me tell you three steps, okay? This is a three-step program. First step, you bet. Second step, this is my favorite one. You win, okay? And then the third step, probably the best one of all, stay pay okay are you feeling good about your nba team feeling good about your mlb team Mm, maybe not as much but hey you throw a little money out there okay give a little get a lot that's the way it works okay and my bookie is the place you want to be nothing shows you believe in your squad like betting on them before the game has even started okay Don't stop with baseball. Don't stop with basketball. Smart bettors are always looking towards the future. And in this case, they've got future betting for all your favorite sports, basketball, hockey, football. There's never been a better time to start exploring the world of online sports betting. Join today, and my bookie will match your deposit 100%. Plus, they'll even toss you a free $10 MLB future wager. All you got to do is enter the promo code Hoopball. That's H-O-L-P-B-A-L-L. Hoopball with signing up. Remember, at my bookie, the terms are simple, okay? Three-step program. You bet. Say it with me. You win. And guess what? They pay. All right. Diving back into the main reason y'all are here, other than to hear my angelic voice accompanied by... This oh so delightful gentleman with me on the podcast today, Brad Harden. We're going to deep dive into all these matchups here and we're going to take it from the top from least to most. I'm sorry, from most to least interesting. Uh, and rightfully so, with it being most interesting, we're going to start with the historic sort of franchise, the Los Angeles Lakers and the locked and loaded Portland Trailblazers after defeating the Memphis Grizzlies and a real nail biter on Saturday. I don't think anybody was complaining about that game. We really, really love what both teams were doing a lot of energy, a lot of effort. Um, and the, the trailblazers really, really deserved, uh, to come out there with the win and they did. Uh, and it was really, really good performance. And now LeBron James is going to be staring right down the barrel. That is Damian Lillard. Um, and vice versa him to LeBron James and Anthony Davis. So we really got a star studded matchup here. I'm very, very excited for, it. I think uh, no secret here. I, I definitely favor LA in what I, I anticipate to be a six to seven game series. Uh, I think Portland can really, really push him here. It's really just going to be a question in my opinion. Uh, where Portland is at as far as their longevity, as far as their uh, stamina, if you will, their atrophy, because they have had a lot of games in a short amount of time. And now this is going to be a real, real challenge for them here. I mean, LeBron and AD are no joke. The Los Angeles Lakers are, you know, nowhere near perfect. They have definitely had their struggles as a team. They've really, really struggled offensively. They're last in points scored in the bubble. They are one of the last teams in three-pointers made in the bubble. Um, Really, really struggled offensively. Offensively. So you definitely wonder what's going to happen here. But fortunately for them, the, the Portland Trailblazers aren't overwhelmingly offensively gifted outside of, of course, otherworldly Damian Lillard Cesar McCollum was all the way in his bag. And Yusuf Nurkic was really, really balling uh, right on the eve of the loss of his grandmother. So you really got to appreciate that. You got to love what the big guy was out there doing, huh? Brad, what are you thinking as far as you're looking at the series you seeing Dame looking at LeBron. you seeing your boy AD in a New Jersey staring down. Really, uh, Yusuf Nurkic and and a whole bunch of big bodies that Portland's going to be throwing at him. What are you expecting to see out of this series? So
1: just as you alluded to before, health on that side of the Portland Trailblazers is the one thing that I'm really concerned on. Uh, So we took the big takeaways for saying, what are we going to look at in this series? The backcourt matchup specifically, because we know how great the backcourt is of Portland. And we've talked about this on this program before. And the pieces the Lakers have lost in the backcourt on their end. But I'm going to be looking specifically at the legs of Damian Lillard, as you mentioned, a lot of games, a lot of miles, a lot of points, all the way in his bag, just like CJ, who's also playing with a a back a, a fracture in his back as well. So I'm looking at the legs of Damian Lillard, the back of CJ McCollum, how that holds up, and as well as the mental health with Nurkic. um Tragically losing his grandmother to coronavirus. So uh, my thoughts and prayers with News uh, of Nurkic and his family, i across the sea uh, through this tough time. But I'm looking at those things and how each of those players, as well as the, the, the cast, handle themselves physically. Will determine if this will be a five-game series or a seven-game series. I think it can go either way, depending on the health side of things for the Portland Trail Blazers. And the other thing I'm really excited to see is which playoff round will be activated. Will it be the high score that we're, you know, traditionally traditionally seeing, you know, in the times of Miami and Cleveland? Yeah, he has a slightly better cast here in the Lakers, I would have to say, and a lot of people would definitely agree with that, especially with the addition of Anthony Davis. But with playoff will be activated? Will it be the high scorer? Or will it be the great facilitator who led the league in assists this year? Um, I think that it would definitely depend on who guards who in the backcourt, deciding who's going to guard C.J. McCollum, who's going to guard Dane uh, amongst the Lakers lineup. And if Brown is going to have to Double dip into those duties as well. So I think that that will play a role into which playoff run that we will see. But no matter which one it is, he will be activated. The Lakers are back in the playoff. Those fans can rejoice. It's been a long drought uh, that they probably don't want to talk about. They're, they're all focused on the present and in the present moment are going to have to have a tough tough matchup. Uh, and go through them in the first round with the Portland Trailblazers. But I think the Lakers will ultimately take this one from five to seven games, depending on the legs and the back of the two stars we mentioned in Portland. My back.
0: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what's going on with CJ. My back is broken. (laughs) (laughs) Spine. So hopefully his jumper is not. And he was looking pretty good on Saturday. So hopefully he can continue that momentum. And yeah, you know, to your point, we don't really know what Bron we're going to get. We just assume it's going to be playoff Bron and playoff Bron is one of the most dangerous players in the history of the game. So definitely would not want to be in a jersey that is not the Los Angeles Lakers with him on the court because he's going to be coming after guys. So we will see. And it's also going to be very curious to see what role Bron does play. Uh, Playoff Bron in the past has been the one to really take over the game. Um, But we'll see. Maybe he will play more of a facilitator role now that he does have to your point, probably the best teammate that he's ever had. Some could argue Dwayne Wade. I mean, I think that's a pretty fair argument, but Anthony Davis is. He's hes just different, you know, um, and so so you got to wonder who, how the Lakers are going to play that down the stretch, and I think that has played a large part in why they have kind of struggled to have an overall offensive identity. I think they're still trying to figure that out. So more to come from the Lakers. We'll see definitely a good test for them in the first round with Portland, uh, putting more tests to come. So the second series we're looking at here, pretty interesting uh, for a couple different reasons. Houston Rockets versus the Oklahoma City Thunder. Off top, I mean, need to know about this series. Houston has two of the most dynamic guards in the league. And for, in more than one way, they got them both from OKC. Uh, OKC is a completely rebuilt franchise because of the loss of, most recently, Russell Westbrook, formerly James Harden, and in addition, Paul George, Kevin Durant, Serge Ibaka, <coughs> those goes on and on. OKC uh, kind of turned into a revolving door there, unfortunately. The franchise has rebuilt itself around Chris Paul, around Shea Gilders Alexander, you know, Ganillo Dalinari, you got Steven Adams, uh, you got a whole bunch of guys out there who've really been playing well uh, to the surprise of a lot of people. I think most of us assumed, hey, OKC lost all their guys, they got Chris Paul, he don't want to be there. They're heading straight for the lottery, and I don't mean the big ticket, okay? I'm talking about all the white balls bouncing around, and you are going to be up there in New York drafting a player. So, fortunately for them, it didn't play out like that. OKC had a really, really good season. Chris Paul uh, really, really played like an MVP-caliber player this season and was able to lead them to that front. So, curious to see how he matches up against the team he was traded to OKC from the Houston Rockets. Possibility for a lot of bad blood there. Possibility for a lot of personality to be shown on the court between Chris Paul, between James Harden, between Russell Westbrook. I mean, these are guys who are boisterous, to say the least. Um, And their games, I mean, they're barking their their binary equivalent. You know, their their games are, are incredible. These are guys who have to be respected and demand respect on both ends of the floor. It's going to be a dogfight. I love it. We're going to see what happens with Westbrook. That's really going to be the biggest X factor, in my opinion, in this series. And it's going to be a question of his health. Currently, it doesn't look like he's going to be suiting up for game one. Uh, Eric Gordon is going to be starting in his place due to a quad injury. This could be very serious. You know, uh, I mean, if you know Russell Westbrook, you know the man loves to dunk. He loves to yam. He loves to slam a jam at alley-oop. Take it all the way to the hoop. Okay. He will do you up and do you wrong. But he's hurt right now. And for a guy who probably is, well, most of us can agree, the most athletic point guard in the history of the game, that is really gonna change the way that the Houston Rockets go about business. And Westbrook gave them a distinct advantage. They got rid of their big man because when you have a high fire like Westbrook, You don't need a big body clogging up the lane. When you get rid of Capella, you open it up and you turn the lane into a runway for Westbrook to just ascend into the heavens. Hallelujah. Amen. But unfortunately, he's going to be on the sidelines for the first game. So we hope it's only the first game because we want this series to be as exciting as possible. But that's going to play a pretty big factor into this. Brad, who are you leaning with? Personally, I still got Houston. I think James Harden is just too, 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 too good and too mean to be taken down by OKC uh, with or without Westbrook, but it's going to be tough. Where are your allegiances alive?
1: So I've been bouncing back and forth on this for the last few days now with the injury reports, with the added motivation on both sides, depending on who you are at the franchise, whether you're Russ. Uh, and James excited to see your old team and seeing, and as well as for OKC seeing some familiar faces in the upper management that you have to go through in round one. So is the health of Westbrook has really had me teetering. I'm gonna still go with Houston because you have Harden who obviously is uh, reigning or not, former MVP, as well as when Westbrook does come back, you have two former MVPs, and I think that outweighs what. OKC has done which is not a slack against him at all and for OKC in the words of the great day Chappelle um, I want to see those role players ready to roll son uh, I, I need to see them ready because it's going to be really really pivotal outside of Shea outside of Adams outside of CP3 if they are ready to step into the limelight here in the playoffs because Harden and Westbrook if when both on the court. They're dogs and they're really, really motivated. Especially with a lot of people thinking that it can't work between them, I think they're going to be very, very focused and ready to go to prove to the naysayers that this can work out. This is not a, a, a rent-a-center. They're not. They're not renting this out. They're they're ready to go in here. Rent-a-rough. Rent-a-Rust. It's not a rent-a-Rust. They're ready to come in here and make some noise and make and establish themselves in the Western Conference. Uh, we argued that they could have been higher. We could have seen them a little bit lower in the seating, but it is what it is. They have to go through a tough OKC team. So with Westbrook out, I'm ready to see the matchup of Harden and CP3 as each team's respective floor generals, whose cast will step up more. Uh, Gordon, obviously, in place of Westbrook game one we're going to see the impact especially coming back from injuries slowly working himself back into shape how effective will he be can Tucker continue to play well Mclemore, house and rivers as well while Westbrook is out and how it translates when he comes back so I still give the knives to Houston but I'm really really interested to see how long this quad injury is going to affect Westbrook even after he returns to play on the court
0: Yeah, it's definitely going to be something to monitor throughout the course of the playoffs here. And like I said, you know, you hope that he gets back on the court sooner rather than later, just for the sake of the series, because we want it to be as dynamic and as interesting as possible. Not to take anything away from James Harden. We've clearly seen what he can do all on his own. Um, And the team is built perfectly around him. So he's got the tools and the skill set to get it done. But I think we all like to see Westbrook out there be a little bit more fun. Yeah, and you can't can't
1: be upset at help. You can't be upset at help. That's why those role players need to step up. And it is nice to have Westbrook out there as well. It takes some of the ball handling duties. And you know that if you're going to shoot a three Westbrook is when it comes to the ball is like a magnet with his hands and the ball, he wants it in his hand and he will chase after those rebounds and play with energy and effort. And it's contagious when you see it affect the role players. And similar with how, uh, chris paul is with his team as well he sets the tone uh for the the league foreign team that is oklahoma city that you alluded to that develops all nba level talent or fosters them and then sends them out into the promised land to bigger markets so they have something to say and something to prove like little baby says
0: yeah 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 they do so we will see what they come out with uh in that series because it's definitely going to be a good challenge for them uh and we're heading into another challenging series, which I think maybe a lot of people aren't necessarily thinking too much about, uh, but personally, I'm very, very excited to see. That's going to be the Indiana Pacers versus the Miami Heat. Uh, this is this is a, you mean this is a, you mean Jimmy versus TJ? Oh, uh, I do. I, I apologize for that. I misspoke on the podcast here. Hopefully, we can edit that out. I'm very excited for the TJ Warren versus Jimmy Buckets uh, battle royale here that we can expect. Because I mean, this series, if nothing else, it's going to be physical. It's going to be chippy, Um, and it's going to expose you to a lot of guys who maybe for first-time listeners, viewers, uh, people who are just casual fans in the NBA, you're going to see a lot of guys making a lot of high-level plays, uh, a lot of athleticism, a lot of great shooting, and it's probably going to be from people who you aren't necessarily familiar with. I mean, Bam Adebayo was far from a household name before he came crashing onto the scene this season, making an all-star appearance, and really, really turning heads. I mean, I think we all know Jimmy Big Shot's butler. Uh, we know the capabilities that he has on both ends of the floor, offensively and defensively, but Miami has a whole bunch of guys. I mean, a lot of these guys who are just lanky, stretchy shooters. I mean, they've got Kelly Olynyk, they've got Duncan Robinson, you've got Tyler Hero, they've got seasoned veteran Gordon Dragic. I mean, they have a they've cobbled together these guys. They brought in Andre Iguodala. they brought in Jay Crowder. They have a team that is so versatile and can do so many things and spread you out and really, really just irritate you on both ends of the floor. I'm curious to see what they do. Offensively, really, really talented this season. And then the inverse, Indiana, I won't even say the inverse, but the opposite side, Indiana, very, very talented defensive team. I mean, you got Miles Turner, the ascension of TJ Warren with the loss of bonuses really, really paid dividends. I don't think anybody saw this coming, especially, I don't necessarily think the Pacers did. I mean, for there was a period of time there where TJ Warren, I mean, was looking like he was the one who was going to be bubble MVP and not Damian Lillard. So we really got to give that guy credit. He's always been a great scorer. I don't think Phoenix was necessarily the greatest fit for him, but he has proved he is much, is worth much more than the uh, cash considerations that Phoenix sent him packing with. Uh, I think if they wanted to play it like that, they should have drafted an ATM and not TJ Warren because this man is getting money all on his own and definitely will be getting a big bag in the offseason with that play. But the Pacers have gotten over Depot, working back up to full strength. Brogdon is looking healthy. They are very, very interesting. Aaron Holliday is a solid guard in the NBA. He's not going to ever wow you, but he's going to play solid defense, and he's capable of making plays. I'm very curious to see what this matchup looks like, and I think surprisingly for a lot of people, these are going to be the games that really have to be sitting on the edge of your seat and go down to the wire more so than maybe some of these series that feature more star power but are going to be less overall competitive. So I'm taking Miami in this series. Brad, where are you at with the Pacers versus the Heat? I echo your
1: sentiment. I'm going with Miami as well. But there's a lot of narratives within this series. I'm very interested in seeing you. You alluded to Depot rounding back to form. And I would love to see Depot awaken and reemerge to what we saw pre-injury and really show up here in this playoff series with everyone's eyes on this series uh, with the bubble situation. Because this could be a wonderful time. For, you know, Depot, even if they don't win this series, I predicted obviously Miami to win it, but to set the tone for next year with his teammates, with Warren, you see with Sabonis, who they saw as a one of the, I guess you could say, maybe not a cornerstone, but a, a solid piece in their franchise being out at least till um, on August 24th, from what uh, the reports say. But to, but to see what you have with TJ Warren his scoring capabilities, it was never denied but just to see him fit into the scheme in Indiana where they preach and hard on defense. And if you love defense, it's good, you're going to see a lot of it. Uh, so when I think about the series, I think about the old WWE Raw Monday nights, those heavy headline matchups that are just bloody and physical because with the, with the deep-seated hate that has started brewing over the last year and a half or so between T.J. Warren and Jimmy Buckets along with the tough franchises – who obviously from the helms of both of them and the in communities that they're in. Uh, iron Sharp is Iron. I, I, I'm really excited to see how these young players step up into it as well on both sides. With uh, Turner continue to mature and prove that he is a uh, perennial all star center in this league, as well as on the Heat side, Bam Adebayo. You have young hero, you have young Robinson. So it's going to be really excited to see them step into the role, step into this atmosphere. It's going to be more like a nineties NBA series, playoff series. So I'm really excited to see that. So let's get ready to rumble.
0: Ding, 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 ding. Definitely expected to get chippy. Like I said, and I think it's going to be a pretty entertaining series in more ways than more ways than one. So Definitely looking forward to the Indiana versus Miami playoff series here that's going to be opening up right around the corner. And then to the next matchup I'm pretty interested in. I don't necessarily know how competitive it's going to be, but I think that we're going to see a lot of really fun basketball. And that's going to be the Los Angeles Clippers versus the Dallas Mavericks. Halle-Luca. Now my personal Hallelujah, Hallelujah. And they are going to be hailing Luca because he is going to be the one who is going to be carrying this team. Obviously, I mean when you look at the Dallas Mavericks, they have Luca, they have KP offensively that's really all that they needed this season to get where they're going uh they made it into the playoffs lucas played like an mvp he's going to be an all nba player first team in my opinion i mean he, he 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 has a very very bright future and the dallas mavericks should be very very happy i'm sure body devox is somewhere sitting in a room crying right now uh but hey you know that's 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 not a new story uh but in regard to their defensive personnel to match up with the los angeles clippers uh how can i put this nicely uh that ain't it okay look dorian finney smith i think is a capable defender i think he's going to do a good job whether it's going to be on paul george or Kawhi leonard unfortunately there's only one dodo they they do not have multiple defenders to really match up like that i don't necessarily love tim hardaway jr guarding paul george or Kawhi leonard do you i don't think so uh i don't think rick carlisle loves either but i mean unfortunately it's just an issue of personnel and when you look at it, one, not only one through five, I mean, when you look one through eight Dallas Mavericks versus Los Angeles Clippers, I mean, clearly they just don't match up very well. I mean, the Clippers have an embarrassment of riches. I mean, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Patrick Beverly, Montrez, and they have them back. I mean, these are, these are guys who are high level defenders. These are big energy guys. These are guys who are going to get stops. These are guys who can make plays on both ends of the court. Um, Again, it's a, it's a personnel thing, you know, it, it, you know, it, it, that's, that's really what it's going to come down to. I think it'll be a fun series. I think Luca's not going to go out quietly, um, but I'm going to take the Clippers in five. Uh, Brad, what are you thinking? Clippers in fives uh,
1: sounds reasonable with me. Like I said before, Halleluca. just another chance to see him on the stage. Um, obviously he's done it in Europe, but to see it in the NBA playoffs here in America, all eyes on him. They, for people who may not have, you know, caught on to the, the Dodgers, uh bandwagon, the Doncic train that's been parading around the NBA this season, they will get to see it in playoff form. So I'm excited to see the plays that he will create for his teammates and how he can continue to get these young players in the Mavericks playoff experience, get a taste in with KP obviously battling some elements, but as well, him being in the playoffs as well, get a taste Run into the buzz side of the Clippers, but let them go back to the drawing board with the pieces they have, which I like the young pieces they have, at Dallas, and let's see what they can build on for the future. So, this will be a great measuring stick. Unfortunately, I think the stick is going to wop hard because the boys are back. You got playoff P, fun guy, six man in the return of Trez. Now, for the Clippers, uh, it sounds like a bunch of, you know, a rap group that is the Clippers and, you know, Doc is the MC running the show. So there I think they're geared up and ready to go for a playoff run. I think that from the chirping and how intense they've been playing and even doing some low management here and there, but letting Paul George and some of the other players get some serious minutes in a bubble. I think Doc is trying to get them mentally and physically prepared for the playoff run. And what a great test with the Mavericks who will play hard, who will challenge them. Ultimately, like I said, I think the Clippers, like you said, will take them in five, but still continue to rev up and round in the form as you inch further and further into the playoffs.
0: Yeah, and I think we're going to see some great coaching on both sides of the ball there. Um, Rick Carlisle is Hall of Fame coach. Doc Rivers, definitely Hall of Fame coach. I mean, so you definitely can expect to see some – some offensive ingenuity, uh, as well as some probably interesting defensive schemes from Doc, uh, as he kind of gets his guys into rhythm to really gear them up for what are probably going to be the harder defensive assignments that they have as they continue their path to uh, the Western Conference finals and hopefully the NBA finals. So, definitely very excited can- for this series. Can I
1: add something real quick? Um, I love how you talked about the coaching and let's give, you know, Rick Carlisle, his flowers as well. We know that um, the offensive rating for Dallas this year was insane. And I would like to see if they find some things that work play wise uh, against the Clippers with the touted defense that they have.
0: Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra
1: low net carbs. Discover hero bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread. With incredible taste and texture, Hero Bread has 0 grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10, H-E-R-O Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. Teams are watching that very closely. Cough, cough, the Lakers or whoever is in the Clippers path and may take a thing or two from the offensive of ingenuity. That is the, from the Dallas Mavericks and Rick Carlisle, um, as well as having a great playmaker in Lucas. So I'm really interested to see what works against that Clippers defense and what is replicated from other teams later on in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It'll be a good test. I think for both, uh, both franchises for a multitude of reasons. So, very curious to see and yeah with all the guys being there in the bubble and some of them sharing hotels i mean you gotta know the guys are really gonna have their eye on, on on a lot of these games with with a microscope so i'm really really excited <laughs> be like
1: hey man i got some plays dog you want to be Giannis? <laughs> you want to beat the clippers and you want to beat brown i got them plays dog don't trust the man in the
0: trench coat okay those are the wrong plays he's selling you the wrong plays <laughs> But before we head into the back half of uh, our most exciting matchups here, I, I definitely want to give you guys the right play. And the right play is for you to head over to Manscaped.com. Support for Who Ball is brought to you by Manscaped.com. Who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming? They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Playoff basketball is back. Ah, do you smell it in the air? It's wonderful. It's beautiful. It's a great time of the year. And, hey, maybe you're getting ready to gear for socially distanced gathering with your friends and watching playoff basketball. Maybe you're heading back to school. Uh, maybe your school is going to be virtual and online. Wherever you're at, Manscape has got you covered because you never know what situation you're going to be in, and you always want to make sure you're keeping your P's and Q's on 10, okay? And with Manscape, they have you covered top to bottom, head to toe, pun intended. You're welcome. That is why Manscape has a redesigned electric trimmer, the Lawn Mower 3.0, okay? Manscaped's team spin. 18 months perfecting this hair trimmer quite frankly the greatest hair trimmer ever created okay you want to know why because their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce those manscaping accidents you know those horrific horrendous just skin curdling accidents that you were so used to in the past from using all those dollar disposable razors We'll stop going to Dollar Tree to take care of yourself and head over to Manscaped and start treating yourself to the luxury that is the Lawnmower 3.0. Okay, this this thing is premium. Okay, premium. Thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology and battery life up to 90 minutes, shaving has never been easier. Did I mention that it's water-resistant? That's right. You can groom in the shower, which makes cleanup a lot easier. One of the coolest features is. Gotta be the LED light that illuminates grooming for you in all of your most dark areas. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. So it doesn't sound like a lawnmower, but it sure works like one. And let's not forget about the charging stand, okay? state of the art because who doesn't like a stylus charging stand to sit in your bathroom for display when all your friends come over and they ask you about how you're so perfectly well manicured well you'll tell them that it's because of your Manscaped lawnmower 3.0, advanced skin state technology, battery life up to 90 minutes and 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology okay if you're listening to me speak right now I want you to experience it firsthand. get 20% off plus free shipping with code BRUSKI BRUSKI at manscaped.com that's right 20% off and pre shipping with the code brewski, B R U S K I, at manscaped.com. All right, heading into the back half of our most interesting matchups. Up next, we've got what was a lot more interesting when we had full rosters, but has fallen to the back half the Boston Celtics versus the Philadelphia 76ers. Now, in my personal opinion, I have a lot of them, folks. I'm sure you know that by now. In my personal opinion, Philadelphia, unfortunately, just does not, again, it's a personnel issue. They do not have the personnel to match up with the Boston Celtics right now. The Celtics look rejuvenated. They look like the Celtics who we have been expecting them to be for past couple of years, past couple seasons, uh, but due to injuries due to roster turnover, due to a whole bunch of different reasons, they haven't necessarily panned out. Well, it looks like they are finally rounding out into shape. Gordon Hayward looks like the Gordon Hayward of old Jalen Brown's been playing phenomenal. J- I mean, Jason Tatum was shooting, I believe around 40% from three as we, as we entered the hiatus there has kept the ball rolling from there. I mean, he's really been playing out of his mind. Kimball Walker, finally, finally looks healthy. Robert Williams looks like he might be a solid backup center. I mean, Tyson's been playing so well, so much better than I think a lot of people expected him to be playing. The Celtics really look phenomenal. I mean, I I don't even have to go into their coaching. Brad Stevens, incredible coach. Unfortunately, on the Philadelphia side, you have parallels. Where you have the incredible coaching of Brad Stevens, you have the questionable coaching of Brett Brown for the Philadelphia 76ers. Where you have the incredible team chemistry and dynamic backcourt of the Boston Celtics, you now have the loss of your dynamic backcourt with the loss of Ben Simmons. Shake Milton is an interesting but unproven player. You have Josh Richardson on the wing as well. But the talk of adding Matisse Steibel to the starting lineup definitely does not ensure offensive continuity because, I mean, Matisse Steibel was drafted as a guy to play defense. And when you are thinking about starting a guy who you drafted to play defense to be one of your offensive pillars, it's not looking too good okay tobias harris is going to do what he does but tobias harris he's not going to be the guy to win you a high level playoff game jimmy butler was that guy unfortunately y'all sent him packing so hope it pans out for you and then the big man in the middle which i mean at this point Embiid's question and Embiid's nickname might have to be the big question mark because I don't know who I'm going to get on a day-to-day basis. I mean, there's some nights when Joel B comes out, gives you 40, 20, five blocks, six assists. Okay, we'll go 18 from 20 from the free throw line. We'll shoot 65% from the field, give you a couple threes, a little shake and bake, this and that. And you looking out there thinking, am I seeing Hakeem and Shaq all cobbled into one? And then it'll be nice like the other night where he a little bit rolls his ankle and then decides, you know what, I don't feel like playing. and then not come back to the game. So, hey, I may be a hater. But that's fine because, like I said, I told you I got a lot of opinions. You're not going to love all of them. You'll love most of them because I'm pretty awesome. But, again, that's another opinion. So I'm getting all my opinions out. Personally, I'm taking Boston in this series without question. And it'll be interesting. I'll give Philly two games if Embiid plays all of them. If Embiid plays all four, I'll give Philly two. But I'll tell you this. I don't see it going any further than six. Okay? I, I really don't. We're looking at what could be very possibly a gentleman sweep for Boston, in my opinion. Brett do you have confidence in, in big and B uh, in the, in the 76ers or, or are you, are you picking up what I'm putting down as far as the, the luck of the Irish for the Boston Celtics?
1: Well, I know the song that they'll be singing. Cause obviously Simmons is out is all eyes Embiid? Um shout out to the late and great uh, Tupac, but with no Simmons, I'm really interested to, to see, like you said, Dybul will be in the starting lineup. if, They're going to hang their hat more so on defense when it comes to matching up it with the Celtics, because, like you said, Thybulle is not known for his offensive prowess. Shake Milton, like you said, not proven. Uh, Josh Richardson more so known as a defensive player, but kid. You know, light up uh, occasionally and definitely give you steals and assists, which is his value, definitely in fantasy uh, basketball, which is I know why you like to get him every year. Uh, Sorry to give people some fantasy nuggets on your end. uh,
0: Hey, 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 hey. Don't do that. You know, I love me some J. Rich, okay? Don't mess up my draft strategy. I I might take him anyway, but uh, Tobias Harris, like you
1: said, I don't know if he can fill that role. So I feel like they're going to have to hang their hat on defense, but I feel like no matter what, they're just hanging on for dear life. And I'm just really interested to see the desperate attempts that Brent Brown will do to try to prolong him getting acts like Alvin Gentry, which will be based on how many games this series goes. Which I foresee, a, like you said, a gentleman sweep four-one to Boston with no Simmons, no no real shooting threat outside. I mean. I have a lot of question marks. Like you said, you don't know what you're going to get uh, from night in and night out for Philly. And unlike on the other side of things with Cel- with the Celtics, they're, they've been playing stellar. They're playing like the no longer the dark horse. They're riding the horse like Paul Revere, but they're letting the NBA know that they're no longer
0: a dark horse.
1: They're ready to step into the light, Caroline. The Celtics
0: so- are coming. The Celtics are coming. Step into the light.
1: This this is this could be your time. This could be your opportunity to sneak into the NBA Finals, and you'll take it how you, you you'll get it. Simmons is not there. Oh well. You don't like you don't like Philly anyway. Go ahead and just get, let's get through the first round, and let's see who you move on to in the second round. Uh, bye bye, Brett Brown. Bye bye, Brett Brown. I'm sorry, but it's time. It's time. It's time to go. You can go hang out with Alvin Gentry.
0: Yeah, I think Brett Brown knows that his time, uh, his number might be called here in this in this off season. So I really, really do hope that the Philadelphia 76ers prove me wrong and give the Boston Celtics hell because I love to see interesting playoff series. I don't like to see any gentlemen sweeps if I don't have to, especially out east where series tend to be uh, less competitive. But I digress. We'll, we'll see what uh, we'll see what Philly's able to do. It but I definitely favor Boston. Is. Hey, and that's just the way it is, you know, just like your boy. Um, So before I get before I get too sidetracked, because I can sing Tupac all day on a Sunday. uh, The next series we're going to head into is going to be Denver versus Utah. Um, I sigh because this series to me is just. It's just, meh, you know, I'm not crazy about either one of these teams. Again, not taking anything away from Jokic, not taking anything away from Donovan Mitchell. Uh, I'm never going to really sing Rudy Gobert's praises. Uh, I think his, his game has started to, in my personal opinion, his game's really started to fall off. He, he is not the defensive stalwart and the uh, kind of the imposing force uh, that you saw he, he was when he was getting those back to back DPOYs. I mean, it doesn't really seem like guys are afraid to come in there and really challenge him at the rim and he's not doing a whole lot offensively. So, I'm curious to see what that matchup looks like with him against Jokic, a guy who is really really built to just give him give him the business and, and have. Um so I'm curious. And then as far as, as all the other the storylines go, you know, Utah really did their best not to draw Houston in the first round and you could tell uh, they got Denver. <laughs> I don't necessarily know how confident they should feel about Denver. Uh, I think Denver's more than capable of beating them. I don't really see a great first-round matchup for Utah that was within their within their their grasp. So it's just kind of, unfortunately, the the luck of the draw for them here, um, that they did get the Denver Nuggets, who I don't think aren't necessarily on anybody's championship watch list, but... I mean, this is a this is a good Denver Nuggets team. I expect them to come on and play well. They have a good coach. Uh, they have a lot of young talent. We haven't necessarily seen their whole team healthy. Uh, when we have seen their guys playing at a high level, um, they've done very very well. Jokic has lost weight. Uh, and it's shown, um, it's shown his versatility and his, and his, his, his ability to kind of be so agile on the perimeter and really, really give guys a business. I mean, in, in their matchup with Rudy Gobert, you saw him giving Rudy Gobert fits, just take a jumper over jumper after him. It's because Rudy Gobert, I mean, he's a French Sasquatch. I mean, the, the man is not agile. He, he, he walks like he has two left feet. Like I, I, I could go on. I'm taking Denver in this. I think it'll be a competitive series because neither one of these teams have an overwhelming amount of star power, in my opinion, to really power them over, uh, you know, to just steamroll another team. So I'm going to say it goes six games. I'm going to take Denver. Brad, what do you got?
1: So the story with Utah has been injuries. And as we saw, obviously, congratulations, Mike Conley, uh, birth of a new child. He did leave the bubble. But just who is available for Utah and when the effort, they will play hard. They will always give you effort and they will always play hard. So I can foresee this being another gentleman's suite. I can see Denver winning this in five games. And I think that the Nuggets, who have been playing well, they have a lot of young talent. They have some people coming back. Uh, Murray has been playing exceptional. Jokic is is Jokic, obviously, you know, all-NBA player that he is. And the young players and Michael Porter Jr., who obviously was on the all-NBA bubble team, the second team this year. So there's a lot of talent and obviously a lot of great role players and Craig and Monte Morris in the cast. So I'm really interested to see with more people being available. I can see it this series as an opportunity for Denver to tweak tweak, and throw a lot of lineups out there to can really solidify who they want closing games. Who, What is their defensive lineup? What is their scoring lineup? And a lot of that you, you just kind of can tell from personnel, but what is effective and using this as an opportunity against a good Utah team to see what works and continue to find pieces that you can – Go back to in the in the playbook and whatnot on the drawing board in a later playoff series and find little plays that work here and there. This is their opportunity to be creative. But as well as take care of business. So that would be the things that I look at more so for Denver as I see them uh, gentlemen sweeping the Utah Jazz out of the playoffs. Uh, Donovan Mitchell will be great. He is he is Donovan Mitchell. And I want it's great to see him continue to ascend and what to see the great things that he, he can do, because we've seen him in bubbles and obviously in games in the regular season and obviously in his rookie year where he can take over games and carry Utah, but I just feel like it's too much to ask of him, uh, with Denver having more bodies available and a little more talent from top to bottom in regards to the roster.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I mean, Donovan Mitchell's going to ball. He, he's a baller. That's what he does. Um, uh, but the Utah jazz are just, they're not, they're not my favorite team. Um, offensively or defensively truthfully. Um, and I just don't see them really. I think they're going to put up a good fight to your point. Cause I think Quinn Snyder's a good coach. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm just not overwhelmed with this series. He- heading into the next one, uh, Toronto versus Brooklyn. I feel very similarly. Um, I think very clearly Toronto is going to win. Uh, I think again, we can predict a gentleman's sweep here, Toronto. I mean, they check all the boxes. They've got the coaching, they've got the players, they've got the veterans, they've got the young guys. They have a winning, you know, uh, culture. Uh, and I mean, they're the defending champs. They've been playing like it. So Brooklyn complete opposite. I mean, they, they're they without their, they're all, all world players. Of course they've been, KD has been out the entire season. Kyrie, of course, without the, him in the bubble, um, carousel vert has really been balling he, he has been showing how talented he is um and maybe to his credit he's played himself into staying on that team because i know there was a lot of conversation about possibly trading him at this point they might really want to consider keeping him uh this is a guy who ha- has shown consistently how skilled he is offensively um and really really how he can go out there and play make for you and get you buckets and you know he had the injuries that kind of derived the, the hype that he was you know kind of gaining there for a bit but he he's a very very good player, very very talented. Um, somebody I think that the Nets are clearly uh, realizing every single passing day that th- he has a lot of potential to to stay with this franchise and really really give them uh, give them a distinct advantage here as far as his unique skill set. So, but again, I, I'm I'm only talking about Karis LeVert for the Nets because he's really the only player worth mentioning. I mean, Joe Harris is a good player, but again, like none of these guys are guys who are really going to be able to 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 stop. Toronto and what they're gonna do. I mean, they're coached so well. I is Brooklyn's just not gonna be able to really do a whole lot. You gotta give Brooklyn credit for what they've they did in the bubble, for how they continue to fight even down to the last game. I'm sure they'll fight in the series versus Toronto, but I definitely expect an early exit for uh for the Brooklyn Nets. What are you what are you seeing with the with the series, Brad?
1: Uh, I think you were kind of nice by saying a gentleman's sweep. I think that it will be a full on sweep. I think Toronto will take it four games to none. Get the mop. Um, yeah, get them. Get the mop. Hit the. Uh, get the gat. Get the gat. Get the gat. Uh, you know, because they're that's what they're gonna have to do. Hopefully, they don't pull the Gilbert Arenas. It's not that serious down in the bubble. But as you can mention, Karis Laverty has been playing um, exceptional, and out of his mind, and I think that this time period for the young players that are on the Brooklyn team, like you said, they're trying to figure out who's going to be on the roster next year with KD coming back and Kyrie back as well. This is turning to bubble idol, And we've seen a lot of great performances from the young players on the Brooklyn nets. Uh, and, Jared Allen has been playing very well too at the center position. I do want to mention that as well. He's he's had a good bubble and he's looked good out there. He, did, and I yes, can definitely see him definitely see them being the five, um, the starting five from here on out with DeAndre uh, Jordan definitely getting older. Uh, but this bubble idol Continue to see who plays hard, who steps up, who makes a name for themselves. Um, I think that Toronto is looking to make things interesting. I know I mentioned a dark horse in uh, Boston and we'll talk about the Bucks uh, next, but Toronto is going to continue to show why they are the best, uh, one of the best teams in the East and, they have an opportunity to repeat because of how tough they are on the defensive end. Everyone doesn't mind taking charges, grabbing rebounds, uh, playing with energy, playing with effort, and as well as hitting key and timely shots. And they have a system in Toronto where all their players know where they're effective on the court, and the, the offense lens for them to put, put put the players in situations where they can succeed, similar to a uh, Belichick uh, system in New England. Um, and I'm not saying that Nick Nurse is Belichick by any stretch. I know he has the rank, but he has to win a few more to be in the conversation of a Bill Belichick. But how the, the systems they run will, and I think that system as well as the player development that they have in Toronto and the depth that they have on that team will help them sweep Brooklyn out of the playoffs and gear them up ready for the second round matchup that they'll have uh, going forward.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, I mean, you mentioned it briefly, the last series we're going to cover Milwaukee Bucks versus Orlando Magic. My opinion, the least interesting series. Granted, there were some concerns about the Bucks and how they were playing early in the bubble. I think that the Bucks are going to be one of those teams that we see just kind of turn it on here. And this is a good uh, team to, to open it up with. I mean, the Orlando magic had the possibility to make this series at least somewhat interesting uh, with the presence of Jonathan Isaac. I would have loved to see that match up with the honest, but uh, to put it kindly, uh, Aaron Gordon, don't want none of this as far as it comes to garden Giannis and he's going to get all the on he can handle. And I think that it's going to be, be far too much. Uh, the, you know, the magic they, they have, the guys that they have, which is a good player. Uh, you know, I've liked that. They've continued to develop Mark Kel Fultz. Um, but, the Miami I'm sorry the the Milwaukee Bucks I mean this is one of the best teams in the NBA this is one of the best teams uh as far as like regular season play record uh pedigree I mean historically this is a very very good team and we haven't even begun the playoffs yet I just do not see the magic really being able to do to do anything unfortunately so uh it's gonna be hocus pocus alakazam see you later in the first round for uh for the guys in Orlando there Uh, But fortunately for them, it'll be a short trip home because they uh, have been in the bubble. So that's what I'm calling with the uh, Milwaukee uh, Orlando series. I'm going to call straight sweep in that one for Milwaukee. What you got?
1: I mean, they're playing at home, right? Home court advantage. Oh, wait. Uh, Hocus pocus, abracadamma, bam. COVID took all the fans out. So no home court advantage. I see a clean sweep as well. I'm really interested to see the form, the focus, and execution on the offensive and defensive end for the Milwaukee Bucks as they have tasted getting close to the NBA Finals and they want to get over that hump this year. Uh, a very focused Giannis, and I want to see like as I mentioned before, the form, the focus, and execution on the offensive and defensive end outside of Giannis and outside on the offensive end to Middleton. Um, and I'm, that's not a slack to Middleton. He is uh, a, a good defender in his own right. But with Bledsoe back, the Lopez twins, Vincenzo Wesley Matt, Matthews in and out of line with injuries. But those players, those combinations of players uh, going against the cast that is in Orlando that is depleted, as you mentioned, with Isaac gone, a lot of young talent. Um, they're, they're, they're good on the offensive end. I think that they'll hit shots to continue to try to stay within spitting distance during games. But I think the runs that Milwaukee will go on will ultimately put them out each game and will put Orlando out so they can at least just go down the street to their houses uh, to start their offseason.
0: Yeah, and like I said, you know, fortunately for them, it's going to be a short trip home. But uh, this is definitely going to be it's going to be a rough series for them. The Bucks are hungry. Um, and they really got a lot to prove here uh, I mean, they don't necessarily have a lot to prove as far as what they did during the regular season But they want to keep Giannis around uh, They really need to play well in this playoffs uh, And they really need to go as far as they can Which would mean an, an NBA Finals berth And if not, there's definitely going to be a lot of questions in the offseason that they have to answer So we'll see what the Milwaukee Bucks are able to do as they continue on their playoff path But I think their first round uh, matchup is looking pretty good for them here
1: I agree. I agree. Like you said, Milwaukee, Like when I talk about what they need to focus on, they're focused on a run, just like the runs they make in their games. And Orlando, they're breaking the huddle. Uh, Punta Cana on four. Ready? Go. So already booking their flight out of the country and uh, getting some well-deserved R&R after some hard-fought bubble games uh, for the Orlando Magic. And it was glad to have them, obviously, there and obviously in the playoffs, they rightfully so, being the eighth seed. Uh, their play has has earned them that right but unfortunately their roster has not earned them the right to progress even further than that so put the on forward who i heard it's I heard it steamy but uh the white sand beaches and um the alcoholic beverage of choice uh you can relax and enjoy your short and off season
0: and well i hope they enjoy it because it's been a it's been a rough and long season for a lot of these guys so give them all credit and we appreciate uh their participation in the nba's experiment with this bubble and give a lot of credit to the nba for how well it's gone so far still a long road ahead but you really gotta have to opt to them and give them credit where credit's due because they have proved the way to successfully do this and not only prove this way to successfully do it for sports but uh for the rest of the country uh to take a page out of the nba's book uh you know we can do this so it's clearly you know it's a team effort um, and like I said, have to talk to the NBA. Uh, really, really leading the conversation, leading the way here as, the, as they tend to do. So shout out to them. Uh, and, and in regards to the NBA, like I said, playoffs start tomorrow, baby. We got games starting at 1 30 Eastern with the Utah Jazz going against the Denver Nuggets. Super exciting series, like we just talked about, right? It's like uh, second series at 4 p.m. Eastern. We got the Brooklyn Nets versus the Toronto Raptors. Another really just exciting series. Expect that to be a barn burner. 6 30 eastern we've got the philadelphia 76ers and the boston celtics on espn and then at nine eastern closing out we have my favorite game of the evening dallas mavericks versus the la clippers uh so you got some fun games tomorrow some interesting some not i think very clearly we're going to see a lot of the eastern conference playoff games being more early in the afternoon Uh, that's crazy right no not really uh so keep an eye out for that lots of games coming up brad what do you got coming up from the network so I'm
1: really, really excited. Uh, we are very, very close to releasing hoopball Hawks. Uh, Hooball Hawks is one of the new programs on this talented uh, hoopball Network. Uh, we have a wonderful team here uh, where I will exclusively be covering everything regarding the Atlanta Hawks from breaking news, latest scores, fantasy implication, game-by-game analysis, forecasting, and the ever, ever so juicy rumor mill surrounding the young core with the Atlanta Hawks. Now, they may not be gearing up for the playoffs playoffs. playoffs or been you know sweating and playing hard and competing in the bubble but they have some big things that they're working for for the 2020 2021 season uh so if you love trey young you love uh magic city chicken wings uh will this is the program for you as well uh and you just love everything regarding the atlanta hawks uh follow us on twitter at hoop ball hawks that is at ball hawks on twitter as well as check out our information on hoop-ball.com um, for information on the hawks as well as the rest of the league fantasy basketball nuggets and obviously uh, the other talented broadcasters we have here on the hoopball net network that does not obviously exclude you david bracy so thank you again for having me on the program again
0: oh absolutely always and tell the people where they can find you on social media so you can follow me on
1: twitter on twitter that is at brad harden 67 so at brad sorry brad Jarrett, j-a-r-r-e-t-t-6-7 brad j-a-r-r-e-t-t-6-7 on twitter so follow me on twitter uh check me out I've got some funny content obviously hawk, hawk really into content and so we're just gonna just keep this thing rolling
0: that's right. Follow him. That's Brad... What does he say? Brad Jarrett? Yeah, Brad Jarrett. Six, That's seven. Brad Jarrett 6'7", Brad and the 6'7", is for how tall he is. You heard that, ladies. Brad Jarrett 6'7", on Twitter. And as always, I am at DFB underscore three on Twitter. Hit me up, holler at me, shoot me something you want to hear us talk about. You got a question related to fantasy, related to the playoffs, interested in hitting up that MyBookie promo and you're wanting to get some inside info, holler at us. We got all the info you need to know. Uh, Hoopball betting is also a great place to start and get all of your daily fantasy fixes going over there. Brad, my man, thank you as always for hopping on the pod with me. Everybody out there in the Hoopball universe, Thank you, as always, for tuning in to another star studded edition of your box score breakdown. We're going to holler at y'all soon. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation.